570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. We are going to get into the Rams this hour, Rodney. Okay. Yeah, when Franco Altanko <laughs> speaks. You got to listen to Franco Altanko. Got to do it. Got to do it. And uh, Pink Survivor and the entire Ramily people that have been there from the very beginning. Pink Survivor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big Ram fan as well. So we'll get into that coming up later on in the yeah. hour. But... Uh, We've got to bring on a man now who is acknowledged as the conscience of the L.A. Times. A man who has the awesome responsibility of speaking to this city and setting the tone. That man was not available, so we will bring ooh. on Bill Plaschke. Bill, good ooh. afternoon to you. Ooh, ooh, I just ooh. I got two words for you, you fellas. Ooh. Alan Pizzarelli. <laughs> you heard the that haiku was the yesterday. That was the greatest segment in radio history. <laughs> I'm driving down to the biggest Dodger game of many years. The city's on edge. It's boiling over. And you all are talking about reading the haiku from Alan Pizzarelli. <laughs> from the so I'm the one who's not relevant. <laughs> uh, hilarious. That, oh. that was that was a tremendous that was tremendous. And that and that uh, that that calmed my nerves for a few minutes until I got to the stage. Boy, you, we, we, were you guys that you got down there the last two nights? Yeah, I, I was there the last two nights. This yeah, it yeah. was unbelievable. Unbelievable it was a, it atmosphere. Was a, it, was, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. I've never seen anything like it. And all the World Series I've covered and everything and all the big games. I've never seen the crowd more angry. I've never seen it more emotional. But then and and then and I think that distracted the Dodgers on the first game. Yeah. I think they literally got distracted by all the balls being thrown on the field and the trash cans and all that. But yesterday Scherzer just just owned the place and 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 turned the whole thing around. Yeah, what, I was going to ask. I was going to ask you, Bill, from you know your time in L.A. You know, moments like that, guys that have just for that particular night owned the city, owned the night. Um, who can you remember that, that that had nights like that where it was just yeah, nobody, it was such a you know big what, stage? You know, that was that was Manny Ramirez hitting the grand slam pinch hit home run on yeah. the bobblehead night. Remember, I do remember that? that. Yeah, that was the four home run night. That was Charlie Culberson on Vince Scully's last day. It was unbelievable. And in fact, the way he finished it, he Scherzer his uh, ten strikeout was his last pitch. Yeah, and plays with crazy. And he was, you know, and they really needed to win. The Dodgers needed to exhale. And and then afterward, he talked about it. He's great. Have you guys talked to him yet? He's great. He's, like, really fun to talk to. The Dodgers are su- such a button-down team. So many button-down interviews. He's so refreshing, Scherzer. I mean, I mean, he's like, hey, man, I love pitching with 50,000 people going nuts. I love that. I want that. You know, we talked. I was, I, was, I was very encouraged for the Dodgers rest of the season by last night. Very, very encouraging. We talked about it, and we talked to David Vassay, the curtain call. Uh, he'd never experienced anything like that. Clayton Kershaw had to say, go back out there. The people walked How was that? How was that possible? I'm the one that asked him the yeah. question, and he said, no. I'm like, how is that possible? 
He never, and then one of the other reporters came on and said, that's not possible. You've never had a curtain call in your 13-year career? That's crazy. So, yes, I was, and that's the first, now I don't know what you guys, that's the first curtain call I've seen this season. That may have been the first curtain call in two or three years because of the pandemic, I think. But it was, that's how much the fans were into it. The fans were so disappointed from the previous night with all the booing and jeering and, 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 and the, the Astros got over on them again. They were so happy to see. And Altuve struck yeah. out four times. How about that? That was, that was awesome. What a, what a, what a night. Well, what a two days at Dodger stadium. Yeah, I was fascinated. I, I was there the last couple of nights. And, and again, like you said, I, I do agree with you that it, it was somewhat of a distraction that first night, especially the balls going, throwing on the field and stopping the action uh, of Walker Bueller pitching it, it really went a little bit against the the, the Dodgers, the home team, than it did the other team. It did, it did. You know, um, but what do you think, Bill? Do you, do you think that because uh, it feels like you know Mookie had a good night? Obviously, AJ Pollock still on fire. Uh, you know, Corey Seager kind of getting himself right again. Even Bellinger hit a double last night. Do you feel like this could be kind of this this game, this two games with the Astros could be? that second-half spark that they need to get themselves going? Well, I felt that way until the ninth inning last night. <laughs> why, why did he bring in Kenley Jansen? They're leading by, what, five runs? And then Kenley gave it up, and I got, and I got a little bit worried again. I thought, oh, my God, are we going to go through this again this October? But, no, I think this is – yes, I think the, the rest of the season, the championship run starts right now. And I think of all the people you mentioned, Bet, Betts is coming back. I see what's coming back. Bellinger still worries me. Yeah. Bellinger looks terrible. He looks awful, and uh, he's still he's he's still a big concern. But seeing Scherzer are on the mound, acting like an ace, acting like a guy who's ready for October, acting like the number two starter. It'll be Bueller, you know, Scherzer, and then Kershaw, and then Urias. That's a that's a formidable foursome. Um, yeah, I think I just got the feeling, you know. The first game against the Astros was the dregs. It was, you know, all the chanting and none of it worked. The second game was like a refreshing exhale of joy. And, and the really the season starts now. This, the, the championship run starts now. So, I, yes, I got that. To answer your question, Ronnie, I definitely got that feeling that they're on their way. They're going to win the division. I don't think there's any question they're going to pass the Giants. The Giants are going to, the Giants are going to fold. The strike pitch is not going to hold up. And I think we, we may have seen a World Series preview last night. Yeah. Because the Astros are really good. They are good. And they didn't have all their guys either. And then also, remember, Trey Turner hadn't showed up yet. I was going to say that. Fans are going to love Trey Turner. Yeah, he's, he's going to be there next week. He's the missing link. He's the guy. People have no idea how good he is. I mean, he's a, They have no idea how good he is. Yeah, he was an all-star, but i got to tell you what. He's one of the top shortstops, period, in the game. He can hit, he can run, he can field. He's, he's terrific. And he fits with the Dodgers because he he's can not play every great, position. He's not a yeah. great fielder. He's not a great fielder, but he's better than... And Corey Seager over there, so uh, get him in there. And, and anybody last night watching Scherzer own the mound, own the city, capture the moment, anybody who tells you you shouldn't trade prospects for rent players, you shouldn't make deals at the deadline that'll hurt your future, forget that. That was proof of Andrew Friedman's genius, and that was proof last night that this is why you make deals. This is why you give up prospects. This is what you give up minor leaguers for. You go for it. So I don't care what happens this season, the rest of the season, the Dodgers are clearly going forward, and that going forward started last night. Yeah, I would agree. Let's talk about the Lakers now. Uh, they're obviously going forward as well. Uh, 
I don't know what to think. I, like, I don't like Russell Westbrook, the, the whole Russell Westbrook thing. I don't think, I don't know if that's going to work. I think Carmelo has a chance to work because he, he was a pretty good shooter last year. So basically, they got Russell Westbrook, then realized we, Russell can't shoot the three. We need shooters. And they have a whole bunch of shooters on there and on the team. So, you know, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. I just think the Westbrook thing could be, an, could be an issue. I just think all these guys they got, and I love the Malik Monk pickup. I love that. And I love the, uh, they were getting Trevor Reza back. That's good. Dwight Howard will be great for, you know, 10 minutes a night. But at the end of the game, is Russell Westbrook going to hog the ball, take the shot, force a moment, throw the thing away? I mean, is he, yeah, that's will a, he be that's like Albert question, Pujols right? and sacrifice himself, or will he be Russell Westbrook and run him right out of the game again? That's the I question, right? That's the question of whether he can, you know, and, and according to, you know, some of the reports that they've all talked and Russ is, is willing to adapt his game to, to whatever it takes. Um, do you see that happen at this stage of his career? That's the thing. I mean, Brad Turner of our paper had the, the LA Times had the, had the scoop saying that they all met together and talked about it. But they told us one thing to talk about, let, let's see if they can do it. Let's see if they can pull it off. And uh, I, I don't know. I think that's, some part of this reminds me of when, remember back in 2004, when they got Gary Payton and Carl Malone. And my God, they had an unbelievable Payton, Malone, Shaq, and Kobe, right? They did, and they flamed out in the finals. They got to the finals, but they didn't win a championship. And it was a tumultuous year and just full of turmoil. I must wonder if we're not headed, headed down that same stretch. I mean, we'll see. This will test LeBron's power of, of influence. This will, this will test his. Yeah, what, what, what do you think that means, Belty? If they're able to pull this off, and LeBron's able to pull this off with the guys that he clearly wanted, um, what do you think that does for him in terms of? Well, it does the same, the same thing they were done. They, they didn't want last year. It, I mean, it, it confirms him as the greatest player ever. I mean, because because being a part of it, being a great player, we always talk about this, and that's why people, you know, is that you empower the players, and you enhance your team, and you run your team, and you run the show and you, you know, and you, and you, uh, you know, you, you control the culture in that locker room. This was, yeah, this, this will be a big test because there's a lot of new faces in there. Big test for Frank Vogel too. I mean, people keep, he gets lost in all this. He's a really good coach, but they keep running new player after new player after new player, new systems, new schemes at, at him. I mean, I don't, you know, this is going to test him too. I just think it's going to be very much of a, the West is wide open. And I just think it's going to be a test for everything. And uh, I just don't. I just don't know. The Westbrook thing did not thrill me. And Carmelo. I mean, with, Carmelo was okay in Portland. I mean, he, again, he he resigned himself to being a spot shooter and you know and not being a huge contributor. So maybe he'll be the same way here. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thought. The whole Laker fans have to have is that Westbrook wants a ring. Carmelo wants a ring. They'll do anything to get that ring. Just like Pujols, is doing anything to get the ring for the Dodgers. That's what they have to hope happens. Are you con- generally that that's happened in the past, so maybe it'll happen again. Are you concerned at all that the majority of them are older and more susceptible to injury? Yes, of course. We we talked about this last year when 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 when, they, when, when uh, you know LeBron started getting hurt hurt again. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm concerned. That's that that that's a huge thing. Everybody everybody says, "Oh, it's it's nothing. We want better in players." Well, it's one thing to chase a ring. It's another thing to chase a ring if you can't walk. And that's yes, absolutely. That's 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 one of the, that's one of the concerns. Is that they 
added all these older guys. And again, Dwight Howard, I love him, but he had a bad. He wasn't he wasn't very effective last year. Maybe he's lost it. I think the again I, I said this before. The key to the whole thing, I think, is a guy like Malik Monk getting him in there. And I'm gonna miss. Am I the only one in town? And I don't think I am. Who's gonna really miss Alex Caruso? Oh no, you're not. The only I really one. wish they could have figured out a way to keep him. You, you, so you're you're missing. You're getting guys who don't have a ring, older guys, headstrong guys, and you've gotten getting rid of players, championship players like Kuzma or not. He won a championship. You like KCP or not? He was great in the bubble. He won a championship. You like Caruso or not? He won a championship. You know what I mean? They're getting rid of championship pedigree players for guys who haven't won it before. At the that they're on the back ends of their careers trying to hang on, trying to make it fit. It's going to be a challenge. I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a serious challenge. So I'm not as high, you know, last year I was thinking the Lakers are going to have a definite favorites to repeat. The only reason they're even, the odds are even good on them right now is because they were, were close to Vegas and people in Vegas always get the Lakers. But I don't see them as being, I mean, I don't see them as being favorites at all right now. I think it's a very challenging year. See, and I look at it like this. Given you have Westbrook, LeBron getting older, and AD, hopefully he stays healthy, and this collection of guys from the AARP with a few young ones sprinkled in, (laughs) they've got to win next year. I mean, they are now building this to win one year at a time. If they don't win, Bill, that means you've still got Westbrook, unless you're going to move them to five teams in five years, AD and LeBron getting older. I I think it's like they've got to win next year. No, absolutely. Because I think LeBron, he's he's not going to win his last. He's got two years left, and you know every year his his you know his his proficiency goes down, and his availability goes down. No, I think so. Though I think this this is this is it, especially with all the old guys, with the Carmelos and the Dwight Howards and all the and the Trevor Reeses, all the old guys. I think this is this is a break, make or break bust buster you know bust year for them. And you know the other so, thing yeah, you said. The other thing you said, LeBron's got two years left. If I'm the Lakers, I am not extending him again. I mean, he's got two years, and we thank him. Because if you extend him, then you are, you're hamstringing yourself. You're spending too much money on a guy that's too old and cannot get you a title. So I think this but should be really it Do you really think, but Fred, do you really think, knowing how the Lakers run their organization like a family, they gave Kobe Bryant who couldn't walk. Forty-eight million dollars for two years. I know. Uh, they will pay. They paid for. They paid for one game. They paid forty-eight million dollars for his final game against Utah. His sixty-point game. They paid forty-eight million for one game. You don't think they'll do that for LeBron? Don't kid yourself. Of course they will. Now I know that. I, I think. I, he, I don't think it's good business. Well, it, we said it wasn't good. We said it wasn't. We said it wasn't good business for Kobe. But it turned out to be pretty good business. Do you agree? Do you agree that contract they gave him that allowed him to finish his career here? In hindsight, it set the team back several years, but it set the town on fire with the way he finished up. Don't you think that was worth it for them or not? That, I mean, I mean, I, I, that's a serious question. To and ensure that he's to ensure that he was a Laker for life. Yeah, I think that was important for the for the longevity and for the I think for the city. Important. For, and, and they sacrificed years of being very mediocre or terrible. They did, but but, but, but I think got, the long term effect of that, 
like you said, the long-term effect of that in the end will be looked at as a great move by the Lakers. Lakers for life. You're yeah. right, Rodney. Yeah, but Bill, Le- think- Le- LeBron is not Kobe. LeBron is not a Laker no. for life. And I don't know if you should you should stunt your growth or the, the rebuild or the restart or the reload to say, LeBron, thanks. I mean, if he Who gets- did Jeannie Buss say, who did Jeannie Buss list as one of her top five Lakers of all time last year? In a very controversial statement. Remember that? Yeah. I disagree. He left out Jerry West and put LeBron in there, which I thought was horrendous. Yeah, me too. But that's how they think. That's how they think. And and remember, Rich Paul is also Anthony Davis's agent, so they're going to keep him happy. I mean, he kind of runs the thing anyway. I just, Fred, I agree with you. They they should they should bid him goodbye the minute that contract ends and work in, and work on building around AD. I don't think they're going to do it. I bet he stays here as long as he wants. I bet they would even. I bet they'd even draft, try to get his son on the team to keep him there that long. I'm serious. That's how that's how they run things over there. You know that. Yeah. So, but, but I agree with you. I agree with you. He's not Kobe. He he's not. He he shouldn't be treated as such. But that you know, and but that doesn't mean he won't be. Yeah. Hey, Bill. You you mentioned Frank Vogel, who's at the end of his contract. What do you think they do with him? They think him let him. Finish out this season and figure it out afterwards. I think Bill Warren or the Athletic were a great story in that today. From what I heard, I haven't read it. Um, yeah, I'm probably right about that. They he's he's entering a lame duck year. Yeah, which 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 I honestly did not know until today. I was unaware of that. He's such a quiet guy. I don't know. I think you you got to you got to you got to extend him. You can't let him go. Are you kidding me? With LeBron and now Westbrook on the bench, and and trying LeBron running things, Westbrook fighting things, all these you know Carmelo complaining about things, he needs some some stability, some credibility. He needs some juice. Yes, I mean, what do you all think? I think he's a good. I think he's a really good coach. He's done a and good he's job. A no, I do. Coach. I yeah. do too. Yeah, no, he's, very underrated. He's done a good job. And he makes their bone. They make their bones on defense. And that's because of Frank Vogel. And they need to extend it. That needs to be. In fact, I'm going to write that. I'm glad you mentioned that, Rod. I'm going to write that next week. If that needs to be their big offseason acquisition, is to extend their, the head coach. Yeah. Everybody think, forgets about Frank. Think about Everybody that. forgets about him. Yeah. Everybody blows him off. He's a great coach. And 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 that you know that first year when when there was a lot of question, oh, is he the right guy? Um, that first half of the season, the season in which they won it, was it. it they all bought into the defense. They all bought into we got to play they defense and to win, and that's what won them the championship is is their defense. My concern is that people in the Laker organization are going to look at it and say, "Well, Jason Kidd's gone. He's lost his right hand man. Vogel's not, Vogel doesn't have the same power." You know, I'm concerned that that they're going to view the, the the loss of Jason Kidd as hamstringing Frank. But they the players respect them. Yeah. The players, the players play hard for him. At least they have until now. I just think in today's modern NBA, you need to have credibility in that locker room. You need to have longevity. You need to have some stability. You need to have it. You need to be solid on solid footing. You cannot be a lame duck in today's sports world. Period. Right? If he's lame duck, they'll walk all over him. If they think if they think there's a chance they can get somebody else. Bill, before Hell, I, I can you... see, I, I can see it. I can see it. 
there's if they don't extend him, they're struggling in the middle of the season. I can see them saying, you know what, Coach K, for, for, forget this retirement. Come back, come out of instead of retiring next year, come to us. I can see all kinds of things happening if they don't extend him. Well, and you know they also have David Fisdale sitting there now, so. Yeah, that that that's yeah. a guy that has been a head coach. All right, before we let you go, we're going to talk about this next. Let's just get your take. Uh, one of our listeners asked a question. Interesting. Has Kevin Demoff kept his promises since the Rams have moved here? Have the Rams lived up to expectation? We're going to do it next. But what do you think? So far, yes, but the expectations have gotten higher. Yeah, yeah, they went to a Super Bowl for Pete's sake. They've been great in the community. They've been good off. They've been solid off the field. Uh, Less Sneed is an, is an Andrew Friedman type of, of a wheeler and dealer. They've they've sold out the future for the present. They've done everything. They've done everything they can to win. I think no. Yes, I think so far yes. I don't think there's. there's I don't think anybody can argue that. But I think now that they got Matthew Stafford. Now that they got the Super Bowl in L.A. I think the expectation are is they got to win it in this town. You got to win it. And I think that's the expectation. But until now, you guys don't agree. I think he definitely has done. I don't know what you know. They they've they made every big deal. They they they've gone for it with Jalen Ramsey. They paid Aaron Donald. I mean, they you know you know they they traded Todd Gurley. They they've done everything they can to sure they can. They got one of the best quarterbacks in the game now. Yeah, I think they have. They, they you know they got they fired Jeff Fisher right away when and they got to L.A. Fired Jeff Fisher. They got a brand young coach. Yep, and went to the but playoffs they, three they, years, they, Super Bowl once. Yeah, absolutely, they have. I absolutely, they have. he's done everything. They've done everything they promised. But but now they have to win. They they you're you're in L.A., buddy. You got to win it all, especially if it, if you if, it, if it's a home game for you. So I think they, I think that that's the thing, and the pressure's on McVay this year. It's all oh, on the yeah. day. I agree with that. Oh yeah, he's got his quarterback now. The way they treated Jared Goff, and I, I wasn't too nice to Jared Goff either. I'll admit, but the way they publicly excoriated him and got rid of him. Okay, you got your quarterback. You got the guy you want now. Let's see you do it. It's on. Yeah, it's on. It's on Sean McVay this year. Totally on him. All right, Bill. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate the insight as always. You guys are great. Great radio. Thank guys. See you. All right. There he goes, Bill Plaschke from the L.A. Times. Uh, big fan of the haiku, too. Yes. He's a big fan of the haiku, too, especially when it involves the Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always huge. <laughs> uh, all right. I've just received word, Rodney, that coming up during the 2 o'clock hour, Kevin Demoff of the Rams is going to join us. Okay. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I love it. I asked him I to come it. on a couple of weeks ago, and he kept blowing me off. Then Perfect he texted time. me and said, I'll come, up to, I'll come on today at 2.30. He's not afraid of the heat. Oh, and you know what? We'll start bringing the heat when we come back. I'm not afraid of the heat. Yeah, you know, there are some similarities between successful franchises. Have the Rams delivered on their promise? We'll get into that next. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. That's right, we're back. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. On a fabulous throwback Thursday. And we love it, Freddie. Yeah, we do. All right. So, uh, we know a lot of Ram fans listen to the show. And, uh, you know, I actually feel personally responsible for bringing the Rams back. Of course you do. To Los Angeles. 
I do. Yeah, I'm sure Stan Kroenke had nothing to do with it. Cool. It was all you, Fred. I was very involved, ah, right. as you know. Yes. Relocation Rogan. That's yes. true. I was very yes. involved, intimately involved in the process. Yes. And when Kevin Demoff and Stan Kroenke brought the Rams back, you know, they said that A, they were going to win, B, they were going to invest, C, they were going to make their mark and become another top brand in the market. I've got to tell you, I think they delivered on every single promise. It's Kevin Demoff that told us years ago, go big or go home. They understood what it would take here in a crowded marketplace to relaunch the NFL. And I think they've, they've delivered on those promises. They built SoFi Stadium, which is a palace, and you will get to see this year. Uh, they have made moves. They've gone for it every year since they have been here. They do understand that the only way you are relevant in a market like Los Angeles is to win. And I have to tell you, Rodney, it has been kind of a slow build, the return of the NFL to the marketplace. I think the Rams probably are ahead of schedule, not behind, and I think they've delivered on every promise. I think they have. Um, and we're, we're gonna, we didn't get a, a chance to really feel it, I think, last year because of the, of the pandemic. But I think when you think about the Rams coming here, playing in the Coliseum first, um, making the playoffs, and then eventually getting to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. But getting to the Super Bowl in a short period of time, and then you know continuing and made the playoffs last year, felt like they were just uh, you know a, a few plays short. But also getting a chance to see them play with a crowd in SoFi Stadium is going to be huge. They delivered on that for sure. They've got, I mean, SoFi is now the pinnacle and the Taj Mahal of the NFL in terms of stadiums, probably not just in this country but all around the world. Uh, so it's going to be incredible to see fans in that stadium. But in in every aspect, yeah, uh, with the exception, obviously, of, of winning a Super Bowl, they have delivered. They've, they've spent money. they brought players in to help the team every single year. And uh, they do have a win-now attitude. And, and I think that's what you have to have in L.A. Look, I think the most successful launch of a franchise in this market, and, and you're welcome to disagree, but I think it was LAFC. When they put LAFC together, yeah. they had that thing buttoned down. They were competitive. They were ready to go. They were sold out. The stadium is beautiful. That is textbook on how to launch a franchise in a major market, LAFC. Seriously. Yeah. Anybody else around the yeah. country that has thoughts of, well, we're going to put a team in here, they just need to call the folks <laughs> over there yeah. and go, give me the notes, because that is textbook. And now you're talking about the NFL, which is a, a bit of a different animal and much larger. I think the Rams have been textbook since they have been here as well. And if I'm in St. Louis, and I, I don't know how many people from St. Louis still listen, because when I was at the Beast doing this every day, I had a lot of people in St. Louis that listened. And I'm sure some have come over here and listened to us because they still like the Rams. Um, I'd be pissed. I'd be yeah. upset. Because what Stan Kroenke did when he came here, they went all in, yeah. and they weren't all in in St. Louis. It was a different animal mm -hmm. there. They they knew they had to leave because they wanted to move to a place where they could make more money. I mean, it's really simple. The business decision, Fred. They made a business decision, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'd be upset if I was in St. Louis. Fred, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't the rumor, and maybe it's not a rumor, 
that Stan Kroenke purchased the Rams with the sole intent of moving them back here? He never had any plans of leaving them in St. Louis when he bought the team? That I don't know. Yeah. So I, I don't want to speculate on that. Okay. But I do know that he was the one that went and bought that land. Right. Mm -hmm. Pablo Park, yeah. Right. And I also know behind the scenes uh, with some people in the NFL office, they were aware and actually endorsed him going to buy the land. You know, I'm thinking about doing it. Go do it. So Stan Kroenke, when he bought that land in Inglewood, he already knew how this was going to play out. And that's why the Charger Raider partnership to go to Carson was doomed from the beginning. And really what happened there was Dean Spanos got caught off guard when Kroenke bought the land because he had talked to Kroenke. The two of them had had meetings. And then Stan just went off and did it. So then Spanos was caught off guard and he was upset. And Jerry Richardson, who owned the Carolina Panthers at the yeah. time, said, you can't take that, Dean. You 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 can't put up with that. Yeah. What do you mean? So Then they started looking at Carson and they were going to do the Carson with the Chargers and the Raiders thing, which, you know, at that time, Jerry, yeah, they thought they that that was going to be the place. But all along, you know, and, and we talked about this, Fred. L.A., you, you, you have, it, it takes a certain pedigree to establish something in L.A., and deep pockets is one of them. Oh yeah. And the other two didn't have deep pockets, and Stan did. And like you said, he bought that land. He was he was willing, and still is willing, to spend the money to make it right, and make it first class. And it's and it's showing the stadium, what they've done with the team and the players that they brought in. It's it's everything is tailor made for the how you come to L.A. And they did it right. Yeah, they have done it right. And and I'll also say this about when the vote came down. And the Rams won, which if you knew anything at that time, you knew the Rams were going to win. It wasn't even an issue because the league was behind the whole thing. But as it came down, Dean Spanos was shocked, shocked that the Rams had won and the Chargers mm -hmm. and Raiders did not get the Carson site. And the reason mm -hmm. was because Dean had a man named Mark Fabiani working for him. And I believe he still mm -hmm. does. And he worked on the Clinton political campaign. And it was Fabiani's job all along to control the narrative and the media. And there are a few people better on the planet than Mark Fabiani in doing this. But he did such a good job. Mm -hmm. Then they started to believe. That they would want to win the bid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he did such a, a phenomenal job. Even they thought yeah. they were going to win because of the work he did. I mean, people in this city, I have to tell you. Aside from that diehard group of Rams fans, because I went through that and I, and I remember it very well, they thought the Raiders were cut. And it wasn't even the Chargers they were looking for. Yeah. It was the Chargers Raiders. Right. But they thought it was the Raiders. And Mark Davis, when they had the vote to decide who was coming, he voted for the Rams. He didn't yeah. even vote for himself. He voted for the Rams. Mm -hmm. So they had a plan in place, Rodney. They knew what they were going to do. Yep. It was all laid out. And, you know, it's Cronky with the pockets, but it's, you know, like him or not, it was Kevin Demoff that orchestrated everything that has gone on and mm -hmm. put this whole thing together. Mm -hmm. um, I think they've done it right. Yep. Now they have. Now it comes down to what do you do next? Okay, we'll open the phone lines for Ram fans. Start getting ready for football. 866-987-2570. Is Sean McVay in the hot seat this year? 
He's oh, Rodney yells yes. He's got his quarterback. Is this a make it or break it year for Sean McVay? Ram fans, what do you think? City from a man who lived it. And Fred. Okay, Ronnie, I hear you. Come back with a little Prince again. A little lady cab driver. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan on a throwback Thursday edition of Rogan and Rodney. Absolutely. Yeah, Freddie. All right, next hour, surprise, Kevin Demoff of the Rams is going to join us. So there's your alert, Ram fans. Uh, also coming up next hour, Bill Plasky's new favorite segment on the show. The man himself will be here <laughs> to spread his knowledge and love. Let's get to these phone calls. So talking about the Rams, you'll be back at SoFi this year. You'll get to see the Rams in person. You'll have the entire experience. They go for it every year. You've got to give them credit. And now they've got Matthew Stafford. Sean McVay has his guy. He's got his quarterback. That seemed to be the missing ingredient. That being said, do you think Sean McVay should be in the hot seat? If they don't win the Super Bowl, do they have to win the NFC? Let's go to Manny in L.A. Manny, what do you think? Fred, Rodney, good afternoon, gentlemen. There is absolutely no chance this, this man McVay is on the hot seat next year. Let me tell you why. He got an absolute stallion of a quarterback in Matthew Stafford. So we just upgraded huge. So, in fact, let's get this man another five years. Let Demoff know that, hey, let's give this man an extension for uh, bringing up an elite quarterback to a city that has been aching for someone who t- to take us to the next level. And I know Goff, he got us there that first couple years, but no one saw that regression come in. I love it. I love the move. He's not going anywhere. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. But then, the, Rodney, the question becomes, let's say it doesn't go as scripted. Yeah, don't you got to wait and see? Yeah. I mean, he got his guy. That's the whole point, right? He got his guy. Now, let's see what he can do with his guy. So you can't jump in and give him five more years without knowing how this whole new relationship's going to pan out. Adam and Boyle Heist, appreciate you holding. Go ahead. Rogan, Rodney, thank you so much for taking the call. I could not disagree more with that than that last caller. First of all, I'm not a Rams fan, but I'm a huge supporter of all L.A. teams. Um, so with that being said, how do we know Matt Stafford is an elite quarterback? We don't know because he was stuck in Detroit. No knock on them. Uh, second of all, no, you can knock the them. It's okay. Be, Adam, Adam, you can knock yeah, Detroit. All the, That's okay. <laughs> all the pressure has to be on McVay because not only did he throw basically – uh, golf out on blast. I mean, it, it was obvious that there was disrespect there. He did not want him there no more. And for him to go about it that way, kind of, he kind of looked like a pompous ass, if you ask me. So he, all the, all the pressure's got to be on him because all the Rams fans are saying that he's an elite quarterback. Okay, so you got your guy now. Now let's let it all play out. If they do win, I expect the Super Bowl win, period, because of all the hype that they, the media, everybody's putting on the Rams. Like I said, I'm not a Rams fan. I I am going to root for them uh, because I am an Angelino. But to just kind of give uh, McVay a pass, that is ridiculous. Come on, Rams fan. you got to be better than that. Thank you for taking the call and go Dodgers. <laughs> All right, Adam. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate Adam. the call. Thanks. I mean, I, I think he's kind of right. I think if you're in Cincinnati, he's, he, you sign him to a 10-year deal, long-term deal, right? It does. You know, it's, it's a city not like L.A., and they're good with – going to the playoffs a few years, being close. But here you got to win it all. And then when you you're get 
you get what you want. They provide you everything that you want. You got to deliver that. Felipe and Pomona, appreciate you holding. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, Fred? What's going on, Rocky? What's happening? Let's say, let's say the Rams lose nine games. There's no way he gets fired. I mean, what other NFL team is going to fire a coach after four straight winning seasons and one losing season? Yeah, but here's the problem. Uh, the expectations here are different. As Rodney pointed out, in Cincinnati, you're golden. You know, you're inducted into their Hall of Fame. In this market, by Kevin Demoff's own proclamation, you got to win to be relevant. You got to win. And I think the problem here is that as you succeed, expectations become greater. Yeah. You know, getting to the playoffs, great. You got to the Super Bowl, came up short. Okay. Back to the playoffs, now a new quarterback. Where do you go if you don't succeed? And and by his own actions, and one of the caller kind of alluded to it kind of harshly about he put, you know, threw Jared Goff under the bus saying we got to ship him out and get our guy a, a new quarterback in, and that's the missing piece. So by that kind of admission that, that the quarterback position was the missing piece and you get the guy you want, so yeah, absolutely now, if that was the piece, and you say you got everything you want, then yeah, you got to deliver on that. Okay, and uh, let's wrap it up with Anthony in L.A. Anthony, what do you think? Good afternoon, gentlemen, and thank you for allowing me to be on your radio show. Now, I give McVay a three-year hot seat. He has everything that he needs to win, with one exception. They should pick up Gurley. They can use Gurley, and Gurley can use them. Everything else is in place. I've been a Ram fan since 58. I know my team. If they don't win it, who can? That's my opinion, and that's it. Anthony, yeah. thanks for the call. <laughs> I like it. I, 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 here's the thing, last thought on this, Fred. I, I think that it, it's a it's a seat. I don't think it's hot. I think it's it's warm. It's a warm seat. Okay. Because even say they it gets hot if they don't make the playoffs. Someone said they, they only get, uh, they lose nine games and that, that, that's a problem. But if they make the playoffs in this first year of Matthew Stafford being here, he doesn't get fired for that. It, it, it'll be the following year in which they have to go win a title. Bottom of the hour, Kevin Demoff will jump on and up next. We'll come together as a people. And I think it's time. The man that will provide that spirituality will join us.